0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender.
1: And welcome to the show. And I have to say first ah. Let me tell you what. We had the second annual walk for the National Epilepsy Foundation with ready for this? Seventy five hundred walkers in Washington DC with our chair, Mr. Greg Grunberg from the Tit T V show Heroes. He is of just awesome. He is he is awesome. He is so passionate. And why would that be? That would be because his son, Jake, is a person with epilepsy. But it was phenomenal, and I just want to thank Greg Grunberg personally for his commitment, everything that he did for us. And I also want to especially thank Tony Coelho, who is always there for us, always making it happen, everyone at the Epilepsy Foundation, uh, Steve Sabatini, our chair, Eric, our CEO, the Ken Loewenberg, John Schneider, the whole team that puts this together. I want to thank all of them, and certainly, Mr. Alan Fanica. Biggest loss in Pittsburgh when he left, but we still have him in the United States. They're helping us out, so congratulations to everyone. It was just great, and we'll look forward to seeing all of you next year. That is for sure, but today... We have, oh, I love the guest we have today. Okay, so you're going to be able to tell I'm biased. I'm admitting it up front. I love this guest. We have an author, a community leader, a great business person, really just a friend to all people fighting for civil rights. We are delighted to have as our guest today Mr. Evan Frazier. He is a great man. I am so honored to call him my friend And we are also so excited because he has a new book out, Most Likely to Succeed, The Frazier Formula for Success. Evan, welcome to the show.
2: Oh, Thank you, Joyce. It is always great to be in your presence. You are absolutely one of my heroes, and you should know that. And everyone out there, I hope they recognize the kind of work that you do and the impact you have on us. And I just want to thank you for allowing me to be here with you.
1: Well, it is our honor to have you Evan And I always said, wow, when I saw this book, I thought, well, if anyone can talk about success, <laughs> it would be Evan Frazier. Oh, well, but would you me. mind first telling our guests, listening throughout the world, what you presently do at the Hill House and what the Hill House is?
2: Sure, sure. Um, I serve as the president and CEO of the Hill House Association, and I'm uh, really delighted. Hill House is uh, uh, such a an important community uh, Agency, we are a comprehensive community service agency, and Hill House is really, in my opinion, one of the most important regional organizations uh, community service or- organizations because not only do we serve one population, we serve from young kids all the way through seniors, and we have a whole variety of programs that we we do that with from early learning and child development and youth programs and uh, family workforce programs, senior services, and we, we also do what we call neighborhood development. And so that's our direct programming. And then the second dimension is we house other agencies. So we created a one-stop shop for human services. So if you come onto the Hill House campus, uh, you'll see that there's a medical clinic and a dental clinic and mental health service, and there's aut- autism and Alzheimer's and uh, housing and all types of services that we have other service providers uh, conduct right here on our campus. So all the things that we do with youth and young people provide a direct referral system internally that the community can benefit from. So it's it's really a broad-based model. And then the third dimension is people come to the Hill House for all kinds of events, from major national events. Of, for example, when we had some uh, national figures coming to Pittsburgh There have been times where they would come to the Hill House, to uh, our auditoriums. And we have conference rooms and meeting space. So when people in the community from resident councils and advocacy agencies, they come to meet here in the community, they come to the Hill House. And so we are a broad-based, comprehensive community services agency that has impact uh, not only in our community but on our region. And I'm just really delighted to... uh, uh, have the opportunity to be a part of this great uh, institution.
1: And very well-known, the Hill House is. Very well-known and very highly respected. Uh, and we're just all lucky, Evan, to have you well, we as are our so leader. lucky
2: to, we are so lucky to have you as a part of it, and I thank you so much.
1: <laughs> well, Evan, you, you, in my opinion, throughout your life, um, you have dedicated just so much of your life to giving back you know, to volunteerism, to community work, to just anything giving back. And one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, do you believe that volunteerism and giving back plays a role or a part in someone being successful?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, um, if you, uh, in my book, Chapter 11 uh, is actually entitled Making your contribution, giving back to the community, and the reason that is so important is, in order to really be successful, I believe you have to be, you know, you you have to be able to share it beyond just yourself. And the um, you know one of the things that uh, some of the studies that I indicated in that chapter uh, mentioned is it really talks about uh, the important when when you ask people uh, across the board you know whether they're successful there's a four, it's a 40 some percent chance that those who volunteer and give back to the community feel within themselves that they are successful and that's important it's so important to be able to look beyond yourself and to look at what kind of impact you can have on others and for me I know personally that's really what it's about
1: mhm uh, yes and I agree with you 100% you know Throughout my life, you know, people will sometimes say to me, wow, look at all these people you know. You have a really great network. But I can tell you that throughout my life, I've met the majority of those people through volunteer work, you know, through giving back, through being involved in some community thing. And I always tell people it's not that you give to get. It's that you give to give. And when you have that orientation, it's just amazing how, You know, you meet other people and things just happen. And I can truthfully tell you that that has been the cornerstone of what has enabled me, you know, to move forward with my company, Bender Consulting Services.
2: Absolutely.
1: And and so I I think that Chapter 11 in your book is right on the money. But let's talk about that book, Evan. First of all, what made you decide to write this book And, you know, I mean, here I see Evan at this event, and he said, I have something to show you. He has this book. (laughs) So excited. But what made you decide to write it, and how long did it take?
2: Well, for for me, uh, deep down it was always a desire to be able to reach out, you know, beyond uh, those I was impacting. For many years um, I would be asked to speak to church groups and uh, uh, community organizations, and when I would do that, I went back to uh, a concept that I've termed as the Fraser Formula for Success, which is a, a very simple kind of idea which uh, I I'd love to share with you. And and I remember speaking at a national conference one year, and uh, I remember a young lady uh, the following year uh, came up to me and introduced herself, and and I said. I uh, started to introduce myself, and she said, I know who you are. You wrote, you, you, you came to us last year. You talked about the Fraser Formula for Success, and she talked about vision, a plan, and the right attitude. And this is a year later, and part of the goal was to be able to get young people to think further about their futures, so not just looking at today or tomorrow, but looking at the future and to impact people's lives. And I said, you know what, a book is one way I can extend the impact. Of, of not just speaking directly with, with groups, but be able to get it beyond that and to, to make sure that the ideas become more crystallized in people's minds because I am convinced over these last 15 years that it has impact. It's impacted my own life and my own success, uh, but also I see how it impacts other people. And so uh, that's really what's deep down, and, and uh, it took me years to, to really write the book. Um, uh, I want to say I started... Uh, in the late 90s, actually, uh, with just concepts uh, that I wrote down. And it evolved over time from articles and uh, seminars, uh, and I kind of pulled together a multimedia DVD kind of thing, which uh, I found that had impact when I was speaking with audiences directly. Uh, And then that evolved over those years to being a a book that I'm so pleased to be able to share with people.
1: Wow! And this took you how many years, Evan?
2: I want to say almost ten years.
1: So, really, it was from you seeing, uh, through talking to people, the impact you were having on them that you made the decision to, hey, why don't I put this in writing so I could help even more people?
2: That, that's that's right.
1: Well, we're really glad you did that. And as a matter of fact, we do have one quick question for you here from a listener, and that is: Will your Mr. Frazier, will the book that you have? Also be available on cassette tape, or I should say CD.
2: Ah, great, great idea. It I believe that it will. It has not yet, but uh, I was just uh, up at a conference this weekend up in New Haven, and I was speaking with a group there from the Granville Academy. And one of the suggestions from one of the folks was, "Can you can you put this on the on on a on a CD or on a cassette? Uh, because they they wanted to review it and, and play it and and they thought that would have great impact. And I actually think it's a tremendous idea, Uh, and I'm sure that in the uh, upcoming months or so uh, we'll be getting started on that that component.
1: Well, that is awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, Evan. I have a new company that will be unveiled later this year that is Web Training for Students with Disabilities. And part of it is about self-esteem, and you can count on it that I will be including this book for people to purchase.
2: Oh, that is great.
1: Because I think it is outstanding. See, I just want to tell you before we go to break, you know why I'm so behind, Evan? I'm going to tell you what, because he's the real deal. That's why. It's because he's the real deal. And one thing you'll find out about me, I love people that are genuine, that really mean it. He is like this all the time. Don't ask me how. But all the time when I'm around him, this is how he always is. And he is a genuine, wonderful person. We're talking to Evan Frazier, who is not only the executive director of the Hill House Association, but the author of the new book, Most Likely to Succeed, The Frazier Formula for Success. I love that, The Frazier Formula. And we'll be finding out what that is when we come back. You are listening to Joyce Bender, America's vo- Voice on Disability Matters. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
0: Have you ever thought about having your own Internet talk show? Well, if you said yes, then click About Us Then click Be a Host to get more information. Or just call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417. Say that again? 480 294 6417. VoiceAmerica.com VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender.
1: Welcome back to the show. And if you just joined us, if you just tuned in right now, you are on a great show because we have a great guest. Evan Fraser, the executive director of the Hill House Association and the author of Most Likely to Succeed, The Frazier Formula for Success, brand new book out that I'm going to encourage all of you to go purchase. As I said, if you just tuned in now, I'm behind this man because he gives back, he gives back and he is the real deal, Evan. Yes, I know our listeners are probably dying to hear by now. What is the Fraser formula?
2: The Fraser formula is a very simple framework that is simple enough for people to remember, but it has some depth and impact. That as you start to apply it to your life, uh, it helps to align uh, first, define, then align the aspects that will help you to be successful and to be most likely to succeed. Uh, in your life. And they really, the framework has three basic components to it. Um, there's actually a, an equation that some people like to use, uh, which I use on occasion, which is S equals VPA to the R power. But made simple and plain, it's simply that success equals your vision, a plan, and the right attitude. And let me talk about that for just a minute, if I may. Yes,
1: please. Vision, plan, and attitude.
2: Well, not attitude. It's the right attitude. The right attitude. The right attitude. Oh, yeah, okay. So let's let's talk about that for a minute. You know, a vision is essentially uh, a person's self-determined criteria for success. Therefore, for people who don't set a vision for themselves, they're allowing society to then define vision, and thus, meaning defining success for who you are as an individual. So, what I try to encourage people to do is to set a long-range vision of, based on your interests, and you know, and, and what you believe you want what you believe is important for success in your life. You know that you, as an individual, have to set your vision, something that you're passionate about, something that you're willing to be that motivates you. So having a vision, a written vision that motivates you uh, is the first step because once you start to develop your plan, you need to, you know, your plan is based on your vision that you have. And uh, it's very, this, this whole idea of developing a vision is very powerful because your vision impacts key decisions that you make in your life. It is a strategic framework for how you decide to do things from personal decisions to educational decisions to professional decisions. And by having a clear vision for yourself that you believe in, um, that is the very first step uh, uh, in it. The second step is, again, developing a plan, but not just any plan. It's a plan that takes into account both the personal as well as the professional. Uh, A lot of people think only of uh, building a plan to get to whatever their professional accomplishment might be. Uh, but this, in this uh, particular way, I look at it that in order for most people to achieve their vision, they can't ignore the personal. Um, it, it, it's important to look at life from your educational standpoint, from your personal standpoint, for, some, for many religious or whatever other aspects in your life, uh, but you need to include both personal and professional dimensions as you build your plan that will take you tangibly uh, to achieve your vision. And, uh, and again, uh, as you think about vision for yourself, your vision does not have to be uh, a specific position. Uh, for many, it's the kind of impact you want to have on this world. Uh, for others, it's a particular focused uh, uh, profession that, that's just very important to them and they feel it deep down inside. It might be a civil rights charge, it uh, might be a disability charge for, for people who um, you know, really have the passion inside to make a difference in their communities or for their families. So whatever your vision is, uh, your plan then are the tangible steps to help you get there. And then you have the third component, which is the part that a lot of people really forget about, which is you can have your vision and then you can build your plan to achieve that vision, but the right attitude is an essential component for being able to actually uh, achieve it and get and to uh, complement everything else that you're doing. Your attitude is kind of the broad perspective that you have, uh, the way you look at life. Do you believe in your vision? Do you believe in yourself? Do you, you know, what's your attitude towards others? It's the right attitude or combination of the attitude in alignment with your vision. And so, when I talk about attitudes in books. I talk about it from the standpoint of one aspects of a universal right attitude. These are things that everyone needs, a positive outlook, being able to persevere, and uh, all those kind of things that apply to almost any situation. And then the other part is those more directed or specific uh, components of attitude that are directed towards your specific situation. So there may be components of attitude. Uh, that are different if your vision is in one profession versus uh, another area of life. There may be a need to have specific elements of attitude that are going to complement that vision. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's trying to find the alignment between these three elements. Um, so I, I kind of look at it as vision is defining your goals. Crafting a plan is really refining your strategy and cultivating the right attitude, which is really aligning your outlook. So those are, when you talk about the principal framework, it lies around those three areas. And then in Chapter 2 in the book, I get to something that I call, uh, the Chapter 2 is talking about taking a closer look. And then I talk about these things that are called support anchors. And essentially support anchors are those components that really serve as the foundation for making the formula work. It's things like integrity. You know, it's things like, uh, you know, using your experiences to really reflect on on how to make the next step in your life work for you. Uh, So in other words, maintaining your integrity, learning from your experience, which is really the value of persistence and resilience. Uh, I have a chapter there called Confidence, Not Arrogance you know, earning respect from others, not demanding it. There's a chapter on multiple mentors. How do you cultivate relationships for success? Uh, finding the balance, you know, how do you mesh the personal and professional together? And then making your contribution, giving back to the community. And then the final chapter really talks about when to reevaluate your vision and, and adapt to change. And uh, so the, the basic core framework is in unit one, and it talks about vision, a plan, and the right attitude, and then the support anchors are in unit two.
1: And, uh, you know, and I I agree with this so much. What I wanted to ask you, Evan, is did you have this philosophy your entire life? Has this just been your, you know, philosophy your entire life? Or did someone have this impact on you to steer you that way, or how did that happen?
2: Well, I I know, certainly, I'm sure... uh, the way that parents have raised me uh, had some impact on who I am as a person. And for me, uh, it wasn't until uh, when I was graduating from college, I was trying to find, uh, went to Cornell University, and when I was graduating from Cornell, um, I was trying to write, think of you know what I could share that would be meaningful in one of the yearbooks that they had because I wanted to share uh, whatever nuggets of wisdom I, I achieved, you know, I was able to uh, th- uh, uh, use in in college, and so I reflected on my own experience and the way I tended to think about things and the success that I had achieved during those years. But then I looked at those people across campus who really stood out. I mean, the people that you met and the people that you know you've always run into that you walk away from them, and it's clear that they are going someplace very special, that they are successful and they will be successful. And I have always found that, um, you know, whether it be high school and even in uh, several groups I was a part of in college, uh, I kept, uh, ne- I never sought it out, but uh, I kept getting this title mo- most li- voted most likely to succeed. And that's that's kind of how we came up with the name of the book, uh, because it somehow uh, it had just been... Uh, kind of put on me a number of times, so I, I was kind of reflecting on that. But when I was writing, uh really came to this assessment of vision plan and the right attitude, um, and even some of the other uh, components in the support anchors. I mean, a lot of those were how I naturally tended to look at life, and making observations on those who applied all three of the criteria together uh, is really where that was derived. And uh, so, of course, I have uh, my parents to thank for just who they raised me to be in terms of integrity and those kind of things deep down that they've shared with me over the years uh, that I, I see uh, as having important impact. And uh, and then you grow from there.
1: Yes. And, you know, the one thing I, I like about that formula is that it's not just the vision and the plan.
2: Exactly. Attitude is critical in one of the reasons attitude is so important is life tends to be cyclical. Just as there are high points in life, there are always low points in life. I don't know anyone who's escaped the low points in life. And what i found is that it's, you know, it's when people are in their low points is when they lose focus and lose sight of their vision. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's, that's when people go in these tangents. And the key is to recognize that, you know, everyone goes through these low points in life. And if you keep your vision and you still believe in your vision, even at a low point, even if you can't do anything about it, if you can't advance your plan, but you still believe deep down that you are still going to achieve your vision and that it's going to be better tomorrow and that that one day it's going to change, then that is those people who never lose hope. They never lose the faith that they are still going to deliver on their promise to themselves. Those are the people who make a big difference. And so you can have two people identical sitting next to one another, same background, same education, uh, same professional background, but it's the person who has the right attitude in those situations that's going to win out in the long term and the short term.
1: Oh, that is so true. Because one example I frequently use is Abraham Lincoln, And how over 30 years he started two businesses that went bankrupt, had a psychiatric breakdown, uh, ran for so many positions, it's unbelievable, and lost every one of them. Yes. And then was elected president of the United States. But I always tell people, how many people do you know that would be like this? And that's where... That attitude and perseverance comes in
2: Absolutely And with
1: that, we'll be right back If you just joined us We'll be back with Evan Frazier To talk about his new book Most Likely to Succeed The Frazier Formula for Success You're listening to Joyce Bender America's Voice Where Disability Matters On VoiceAmerica.com We'll be right back
3: News,
0: News. opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com.
3: I'm Garcelle Beauvais-Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are 2.5 million Americans with the condition and 1 in 10 Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000.
0: Over there, over there's the water. Whoosh, whoosh. And look at all this stuff I'm standing on. It's called sand, and it's everywhere.
3: This woman may sound silly to you and me.
0: It's made up of little tiny pieces of rocks. Teeny little pieces of rocks.
3: But to her two-year-old son exploring the world around him, she makes perfect sense.
0: How does it feel when you touch the sand?
3: Turn everyday moments into learning moments. Find out how at PornLearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
0: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joyce Spender,
1: and welcome back to our show. If you just joined us, our guest today is Evan Fraser, the executive director of the Hill House Association and author of a new book, most likely to succeed, the Fraser Formula for Success. And I had a question I wanted to ask you, uh, Evan. There's a very well-known football player in the United States, Franco Harris. And I saw him in your book. Um, did, what kind of impact did he have on you in your life? Oh,
2: well, you know, uh, for me, uh, for here being here from Pittsburgh, and I imagine it's the same for people uh, in different parts of the world. Franco is just an NFL legend, and uh, he has um, really impacted uh, my life and by supporting uh, the work we do here at the Hill House and I see that the work he does in the community. He was uh, uh, hes really been a champion uh, for the community as well as uh, a, a football icon and I've, ha- I've had the very fortunate privilege to be able to work with him on a number of projects. Uh, he uh, also served as our uh, kind of honorary chair for our major fundraiser, Sur- uh, Sugar and Soul, which we have uh, each year, and Franco was a very, very great supporter, and we're we're even looking at projects on how we can expand uh, our outreach into the community, but uh, as you know, Franco is most famous for not only playing for the Steelers and being a Hall of Famer, but the most famous play in NFL history, the Immaculate Reception, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, what he was the... Uh, uh, the person who really made that play work, and uh, and it, it's uh, I think is it's rated the top NFL play in in uh, over the years, and so I was so delighted when Franco was willing to write the forward for the book because he is such an inspirational guy, and uh, so I'm I'm really delighted that he was uh, uh, willing, and I feel very humbled to have him uh, uh, embrace this book in that way.
1: Yes, and I what I will tell you, just as you said, when it comes to football, he is an NFL legend. He is. You know, everyone knows about that play that you were talking about, uh, and, and it's Franco. And, I mean, in all, of, in all ways, he's a great yeah. NFL player. Yeah. As a matter of fact, when you come to the Pittsburgh airport, um, you know, they have a statue when you walk in, uh, one of George Washington and the other is a Franco.
2: I mean, that that, is
1: how they are introducing Welcome to Pittsburgh. And Franco has always been a giver in the community. See, See, that's to me, just as I was talking earlier about Alan Fanica, that's really what, to me, makes the person a real champion. It's when, you know, yes, I'm famous. Yes, you know, I have these resources, but I'm going to use those to help other people. And that's what I think is so awesome about Franco.
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: And I think you should be, really, that is just, you know, give so much credibility, uh, Evan, to your book that he wrote the foreword.
2: Absolutely. I am so humbled that he took the time uh, and and really, really, and when when you read the foreword of the book, you could tell this is something that came directly from him. I mean, he took some time personally to write it, and to make sure it reflected exactly uh, the sentiment he wanted to get across and that he believed in the concept of the Fraser formula and how it could help other people uh, the same way that he has uh, given people guidance over the years.
1: Now, um, Evan, how did you first meet him?
2: Actually, I I had met Franco, I believe it was through trying to think. It was was at the Heinz History Center where, of course, uh, there's many... um, illustrations of Franco's historical presence throughout that institution. And I just had a chance to meet him and, and speak with him, and I had, had invited him to come out to Hill House to learn about what we do. And he said absolutely, and he was true to his word. Uh, it was probably a couple months later when I picked up the phone and called him, and he he was glad to come by. And I also know that uh, he was also very uh, helpful through my um uh, my mother, who was uh, a public official, and she uh, had gotten to know Franco, and so somehow between meeting him at that time and the connection uh, that he knew of uh, through through my mother, uh, Brenda Fraser, and uh, that's really how I got to know Franco.
1: Well, you know, Franco is a great person, so that you know, I I commend you for having him with writing that forward, and I commend him for doing it for you. Um, You were talking about your mother there, Evan. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but I wanted to ask you, you know, what types of impacts did your family have on you, and not just your immediate family, but even like your aunts, uncles, people close to you? Were any of these people, in your opinion, role models that, you know, that influenced you in all these decisions you made?
2: Absolutely, yes. I mean, my family, I feel very fortunate to have a family that has done so many things. I have family members who, uh, beyond parents, who have done things such as uh, be a news anchor for a major uh, network uh, um, news channel. Um, uh, I have an artist, uh, uh, I guess a musician, uh, in our family who uh, is kind of a jazz musician. So it's a, another area. I've got educators in the family. Um, on my wife's side, there's attorneys in her family uh, and, and public officials. and uh, So it's using the resources around you to be an inspiration, and that's what happened. I even have a brother and sister who both have had impact in my life, uh, early on, it was probably more of a competitive impact, uh, which which uh, you know uh, which which kept kept everyone on their toes because uh, he you know uh, your family has a way of inspiring you to want to do more, and uh, it, and uh, it's just really being able to uh, find the people in your life uh, who are doing things that open your eyes uh, that make you uh, dream bigger and i've fortunately had people in my family who've had this kind of impact on me.
1: Well, and you know why i want to bring that up, especially to any adults listening to the show today, i want to tell you what you have no there's always i heard marlo thomas tell this story once at uh, carlo university which i've never forgotten. She said, remember there's always a little girl watching you. And sometimes we forget the impact we have on children and the decisions that they will make. But believe me, you have an impact. And uh, and we all have to take that seriously, whether we are parents, aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, teachers, uh, you know, anyone that has an impact on a child. We all have to take that uh, seriously because, you know, look what great things can happen when you do the right thing.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, no question. and And it, and it doesn't even have to be, uh, people who have certain titles. I mean, I think of I think of my father, who while he was a teacher and, and taught um, uh, special uh, special education, uh, and actually uh, uh, taught the blind as well. Um, my father, you know, had this compassion for people, and it was, you know, when I was growing up, I would see him, you know, volunteering, uh, being on boards of. Uh, the YMCA and just being out in the community and uh, helping people in that way. And that was a very powerful thing for me to see growing up because that just became a part of who I was. And you know, my mother, very similar, uh, she rotated through different types of roles uh, throughout her life from uh, you know, different fields. That had an impact because it exposed me to what's happening in real estate or what's happening in business or what's happening in the schools. Uh, and then what's happening in the public world, and she's always been an advocate. So uh, it was uh, uh, really that kind of stuff, exposure at a young age, had a huge impact in my life.
1: Uh, Well, Evan, for young people listening to the show today, uh, young people with disabilities, because, of course, you have always been a big supporter of mine and of people with disabilities, and I so much appreciate that, but to young people listening to the show today today, Who are experiencing people making fun of them and, you know, bullying them and uh, telling them they'll never make it, there's no hope, you know, you'll never make it? What would you like to say to them?
2: Well, first, I would like to say that your success is in your hands. It's not those other folks. It's in your hands. And one of the reasons I wrote this book is so that uh, people, you all, uh, myself included, can Start with the vision and be very, very uh, focused on what it is uh, our vision is. Um, second, I think it's important to understand that it, you and I, all of us, have to be participants in defining success for ourselves. And for, for the best way to do that is by creating a vision because, in essence, what you're doing is you're defining your future uh, and your destiny. And then the third thing is to really understand that your attitude will have a huge impact on your success. Regardless of what other people will say, if you have a vision and you know where you're headed, you've got a plan, that you're 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 on your plan, you know what the steps are, then it's making sure that you have the right attitude, understanding that, you know, one, you believe in where you're headed, two, that you know those people who are the naysayers, there's always naysayers. But those are people you don't need to listen to. Those are mm-hmm. people that you need to just shut out and focus on the things that you know you need to do
1: to be mm-hmm. successful.
2: Mm-hmm. And don't let those folks define your success. By you defining your success, you have huge power over what happens in your life. And so it's up to you when someone says something to you, how, do, how you respond. It's really a choice. And if you have the right attitude and you're, you have your vision, you have a plan, and you have an attitude that's aligned with your vision, then your response to that is going to be in alignment with what's consistent with helping you achieve your vision. You're not going to let those folks get to you because you're going to be focused. You know where you're headed. And when you know where you're headed, no one can stop you.
1: That is so right. And that's why I like in the Fraser formula that you're making the decision. That's right. On your vision not other people. Right. Right?
2: Absolutely. That's correct.
1: Because other people can always say to you, you can't make it, you can't do it, you'll never be successful, but, hey, if I had listened, there wouldn't be a vendor consulting services. People thought I was crazy when I told them I would start a company employing people with disabilities and being paid an hourly fee for them to work. But you know what? You have to have that belief in your own vision, just as Evan says. All right, we're going to go to break, and then we'll be back to close the show with my special guest today, Evan Frazier, Executive Director of the Hill House Association and author of this great new book, Most Likely to Succeed, The Frazier Formula for Success. And that's what it's all about. People with disabilities, we're not waiting anymore. We're not waiting. We're going to make it happen. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back.
0: The experts call toll free right now 1 866 472 5787 and ask our all star team to answer your questions. That's 1 866
1: 472
0: 5787. Thank you for calling
1: VoiceAmerica.com.
3: I'm Garcelle Beauvais Nylon. When I played a DA on NYPD Blue, I got all the facts before trying a case. Yet many don't know the facts about epilepsy. There are 2.5 million Americans with the condition, and 1 in 10 Americans will have a seizure in their lifetime. People with epilepsy want to lead normal lives, but too many of us don't know what epilepsy is or what to do if someone has a seizure. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org or call 1-800-332-1000. In the great scheme of things, a minute isn't all that much, unless you happen to have a stroke. All of a sudden, those minutes count. Minutes that could mean losing your ability to talk, move, or walk. Which is why, if you can get help in time, your stroke can be treated. The warning signs of a stroke include sudden numbness or weakness of the face. If you experience this, call 911 immediately. Visit strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE-TODAY. A public service announcement from the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. VoiceAmerica.com
0: if you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender.
1: And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us and we had a great show today, is with Evan Frazier, author of the new book, Most Likely to Succeed The Frazier Formula for Success. Remember, This show will be archived on VoiceAmerica.com and BenderConsult.com. So if you caught part of the show but you want your other friends to hear it, tell them they can go back and listen to the show. All of my shows over the past four years are all archived. So don't miss it. Tell everyone about it. So, Evan. Yes. What lessons do you hope young people are going to learn from this book?
2: Well, I think I'm really hoping that young people are going to look at themselves and realize that they can make it. They can define success for themselves, and they can be successful, each and every person, regardless of what your circumstances. And that's why it's so important to start with a vision, a vision that you believe in. Build a plan that can actually take you there and then align your attitude in in a way that's going to allow you to sustain your journey to your success. And I believe that everyone has the uh, capacity uh, to be successful. So really, success is in your hands.
1: Success is in your hands. How true that is. Um, Evan, if someone's listening to the show today and they want to buy your book, and again, the name of the book is called Most Likely to Succeed, The Fraser Formula for Success by Evan Frazier, how do they buy the book? How do they get it? Is it at stores, or where do they purchase it?
2: The, the best way to do it is online uh, through Amazon.com, or you can visit my website, FrazierFormula.com. That's F-R-A-Z-I-E-R, Formula.com. And uh, those are two of the best places to uh purchase the book. If you go to Fraser dot com, it'll be a link to the publisher's uh, website and uh, makes it simple and easy to purchase the book. And for those who are mo- more familiar with Amazon.com or, or prefer that, uh, you could purchase the book directly from Amazon.com.
1: Okay, so once again now uh they can go to Fraserformula dot com. They can go to where else can they go?
2: Uh to Amazon dot com as well. And uh, uh, Amazon.com is probably the largest online book uh, uh, b- uh, bookstore uh, in the country, possibly in the world.
1: There you go. Now take time to get this because if you're looking for a book, you can also give a friend or young people that you know you're trying to have an impact on. I'm telling you, this is a great book, and we've got to get behind people that are great leaders in this country and are doing the right thing. And that is one of the questions we have here from a listener, Evan. And the question is, Mr. Frazier, will you be speaking at conferences um, in reference to your new book?
2: Uh, absolutely, uh, yes. In fact, I have already started to do that. Uh, about a month ago, I was at the, uh, uh, the National Society of Minorities and Hospitality where I did kind of a pre-launch. And so we have uh, about we had about a thousand people across the country uh, who uh, attended that conference. And just this weekend, I was up in New Haven, uh, up at uh, close to Yale University, and there was a group called the Granville Academy, which is basically a youth program from across the country. Uh, and and I had the opportunity to do a book review and to serve as the keynote uh, for their Saturday evening. And uh, beginning. Very, very positive responses, and I look forward to getting the word out. Happy to uh, do speaking engagements and those type of things. If you visit the website FraserFormula dot com, it'll have my contact information uh, uh, so that people can uh, can reach me. Um, happy to share and to travel to to uh, uh, to the best of my uh, uh, ability here.
1: And uh, do you think it will be mainly? Co- Various types of conferences, or have yes. you also considered educational conferences
2: actually both. Um, I found that uh, the concept of of the Fraser formula relates very well to uh, youth groups as early as uh, eighth and ninth grade, uh, but also uh, play well to college audiences and to young professional audiences uh, in fact um, one of the uh, audiences that I found that it worked extremely well with were uh, young professional audiences uh, who were out of college or uh, in the workforce for a period of time that needed some sense of refocusing. And mm-hmm. so I found that to be very, uh, to be very impactful uh, as well as uh, students. And so I found students from again high school and college. Uh, to uh, that this concept resonates uh, very well with. And I, I would hope that uh, it would have impact. It, and I, I believe it does have impact at all of those
1: levels. Right. That is awesome. So, well, Evan, you have accomplished so many things in your life already. I mean, you really have. This is just another one, uh, this book you just wrote. But what would you say are some of your greatest accomplishments?
2: Well, I would have to say that uh, it would have to start with family. Uh, my uh, wife, Holly, and my I have three young kids who are, you know, the, they are the love of my life. I mean, they're the ones who uh, keep me inspired and motivated. And so it's, uh, you know, I've always defined as a part of my vision the impact I want to have on this world. Uh, but but I over time, once I had a family... I uh, had amended that vision to make sure it started with my family, you know, so that uh you know I want to still have impact, you know, in the lives of millions, but I, I want to start but it's to start with my family. And so I believe that's so important. And so when you talk about greatest accomplishments, it's you know having impact I could think back to uh, uh, helping to co-found organizations like uh, the National Society of Minorities and Hospitality and Think back to the college years and, and really Hill House and what Hill House is doing. I mean, Hill House reaches many, many people, and I'm certainly proud of the book and what we're doing there. So it's those things, but it starts with family, and for me that's important.
1: I have to agree with you 100%. So, Evan, what message do you want to leave with our listeners today?
2: Just remember, your success is in your hands, and if you take the time to really define success for yourself, build a plan, and make sure that you have an attitude that is aligned with your vision, you indeed will be successful.
1: And there you have it from Evan Frazier. Once again, Evan Frazier, the Executive Director of the Hill House Association and author of Most Likely to Succeed, The Frazier Formula for Success, which you can purchase now online at Amazon or at com. Evan, I want to thank you so much for being with us.
2: Oh, Joyce, thank you so much. You are truly the inspiration for so many, including myself, and I really appreciate it.
1: Well, we're behind you, Evan. We're behind you. And I'm going to tell all of you listening to the show, this man is the real deal. Go buy that book. Buy that book because we in the disability community have to support those who also support us. So before we go, we end every show with a quote from a famous civil rights leader or business leader, and today that would be from Mr. Evan Frazier himself, who says, success is in your hands. And, oh, how we need to hear that in the disability community It's in our hands. It's not in someone else's hands. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability does matter, on voiceamerica.com. Thank you, Evan.
2: Thank you. See you next week,
1: everyone.